Thank you, Brother Josh. Man, you was playing some good soothing music, man. I, man, you have some good stuff. So glad to see you here. Some of you making your way back from your sickness. Uh, a lot of people are still out, but our intercessor team, they are praying uh, for them. And uh, we're going to believe God. He said that we will come out without a scar. Yes, sir. That's not my words. That's God's words. Yes, There's some that are like me, they're private. And, you know, we can't say their name or say anything. Um, but it's unspoken prayer request. We'll pray for them. You know, I'm, I'm the type. If I get sick going to the hospital, the only one going to know is Dr. Root and Teacher Hannah and, and, and Sister Jay. And we got to tell her, don't tell nobody. All right. I already felt a spirit rise up. Actually, I felt something a while ago. Listen. If you hold your children back from being a part of either one of these groups, when God is providing, I, I, I'm afraid of you. Now, some of the children that are young, Sister Maria Brown hit it when she was speaking. She, she nailed it. And you've done a good job. That girl can preach. She said, hold on, Esther, let me show this boy. What's up? But you have responsibility to teach your own children. All right, I got a half a man, and, a, and one of them just got a man. Uh, Luke, not Luke, Daniel chapter 2, verse 46 and verse 47. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, depends on where you're from, Nebuchadnezzar, fell on his face, prostrate. He laid out before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering, and I looked this up. This was a meal offering, some type of meat offering, and incense to him. The incense is just a soothing odor, something that, that just soothes. You know, some stuff smells good, and some stuff just stank. <laughs> but they wanted to bring some good-smelling stuff to him. The king answered Daniel, and said, truly, your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Now, notice, this was a wicked king. How did he come to the conclusion to speak these words out of his mouth that he acknowledged really that there is really no God like our God? 
There is coming a time, and a time is coming soon. There are going to be people of prestige and authority, people in high-ranking positions. Then there's going to be people across all educational spectrum, economic spectrum, different ethnicity. They're going to acknowledge that there is no God like our God. And so we're going to talk about how God is drawing mankind to him. I don't know if I get there next week, Brother Tauber, but you're definitely one that God's going to use. God trusts you. And Sister Tauber, he will not pray for a female, without you being there, God's going to use you. We'll talk more about it for the Holy Ghost right now. This is Wayne Ed. I'm going to make sure I pray for you. I meant what I said. The Holy Ghost came on me. God, seeing your sacrifice. So, let's see where we can go tonight and be finished by 9.30 in the morning. Um, Daniel chapter 2, verse 1 says this. Now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar reigned. The second year he was king. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams that were dreams. It, when you look it up in Hebrew, it, it was a prophetic dream, not a pathetic dream, but prophetic. It's amazing that God would give an evil king a prophetic dream. A dream is really when a person is asleep, God allow them to see like a picture or a movie. They can see things. So here he had dreams. And these dreams came from God. Now, if God would do this with a wicked king, I'm telling you, God is doing it with mankind right now. We don't have to worry when we look around tonight. And I don't know what we're going to do when it start, everybody starts coming back on Wednesdays. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it because we ain't having two services on Wednesday. <laughs> that ain't happening. But if God would give a, a wicked king a prophetic dream, don't you know God is drawing mankind now? You know what the Lord told me today? He said, I'm already giving people that don't know me dreams. That's all right. You don't have to get with me because he's already dealing with them. The thing is, they don't know that is God. And so he had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Now, we covered this a few weeks ago, and then it was months ago, COVID stepped in here. Um, we need to go back. We're going to take our time 
and establish about this spirit because it is significant. It is very significant because this is the mechanism that God used to draw mankind. So, Sister Massey, if you would help me and be ready at Genesis 2, verse 7. But before we go there, if you can throw 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, if you could put that on the board. I said throw it, but you might throw your Bible and see if it'll stick up there or something. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Now, now, who's the one that will sanctify us? Say it again. So we can't sanctify ourselves. God is the one that sanctifies us. Good to see you, Sister Franks. Sanctify simply being God will purify us. Uh, or we, we, we are holy, we're set apart, we're consecrated to God. This is how God will sanctify you. When you submit completely to the Word of God, this is where your sanctification come in. When you submit to the Word of God, God begin to draw you closer to him. When you submit to the total word of God, then the character and the characteristics of God begin to reflect in your life. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. And the closer you get to God, the less you look, talk, and act like the world. So we're sanctified completely by God by being in complete submission to the Word of God. Everything in the Word you're not going to agree with. God didn't ask you to agree with it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I don't know about you, but I want to be sanctified completely. Now, he's telling us what he means by being sanctified completely. So what is that? And may your whole spirit, small s, we're going to talk about that, because man is a threefold being, body, soul, and spirit. So may your whole spirit, your soul, that's your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotion, uh, your reasoning ability, where the five senses operate, your soul and body be preserved, all three, blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. Listen, I... Wish I, I had the liberty to go beyond this and to share some things with you concerning body, soul, and spirit. What happened is that 
people that don't have a good foundation, it would mess some people up because they are spiritualized everything. There's something to that body, soul, and spirit. But we're going to look at the spirit aspect of it. So the Bible said that King Nebuchadnezzar's spirit troubled him. It troubled him to the point that his sleep left him. So what is this spirit? Let's go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Wait a minute. So God formed man from the dust of the ground. Man body is flesh. He formed it from the dust of the ground. Now watch this here. And breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life. Now, check this out. That word, first word, breathe, mean, it, it's like uh, it said to, when you, when you, the word poof, he, he blow. Into the nostrils, that word breath means the spirit of life or the spirit of man. The body was lifeless until God breathed a blow, a puff into the nostril of man, the spirit of man. And when the spirit of man came on the inside of him, the soul, the mind, the will, the intellect, the emotion, the feelings, the five senses began to operate and the soul direct the body. So the spirit, that is the mechanism that gives life to the soul and to the body. And so, and this comes from God, small s. So his spirit troubled him. It's a reason why his spirit troubled him, because that spirit came from God. God knows how to draw mankind unto him. Yes, sir. So let's go a little bit farther. Let's go to the book of Escalators. I mean, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. Now, the writer, when she reads verse 6, is describing uh, the way he's describing one thing, but he's using more than one analogy. What happens when the spirit is separated from the body. Now watch this here. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loose. Before that spirit is gone from the body. Listen, remember. Rem man, I feel the whole. Remember the creator before God said, it's time for me to call. You may not be called home if you ain't living right. When it say, remember the Lord, you know, it's amazing when I hear people, I mean, the, the person can live a bad life, but everybody put them in heaven. Everybody ain't going to heaven. 
Everybody that believes in the Lord is not going to heaven. The Bible said, you believe in one God, you do it well. The devils also believe and tremble. We're going to remember the Lord. You remember him. You reflect him by living according to the word of God. Listen, friend, we got to make it to the kingdom of God. So he's talking about this. Remember your creator before the civil card is broken. What else? Or the golden bowl is broken. Talking about the same thing. Or the pitcher shattered at the fountain. Same thing. Or the wheel broken at the well. That dude has some words. I bet he was one Romeo. Let's keep going. Then the dust. Uh, oh, 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 then the what? The dust. Uh, wait, wait. Man was formed from what? The dust, the dust of the earth. The body is flesh. He was formed from the dust of the earth. And so the dust returned to the earth. I'm sorry. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was. Oh, watch this here. And the spirit. Uh, is that a capital S or a little s? Oh, the, the, the spirit will what? Return to God who gave it. Who gave it? And so God breathed in the nostrils of man. His nose had to be pretty big. <laughs> so when, when we die, what, when the body ceased and the mind ceased, it's because the spirit, small as, it returns back to God. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to hammer this point a little bit. All right, Sister Ruth, I'm going to hammer it. Revelations chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. Man, I got on this. I said, Lord, I'm not going to get far tonight. You give me all these scriptures. I am my father's daughter. <laughs> Both of them. Whenever you're ready. Yes, ma'am. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of... The, the, the what? The souls. Oh, oh. Where did you see him? Under the altar. Let's keep going. Watch this here. Of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Wait a minute. So... The spirit went back to God who gave it. The flesh went back to the earth. But the soul lives forever. And what's amazing that the soul will still be able to feel and experience and remember. And so, friend, when we die, where the spirit of life is gone, our bodies go back to the ground. But our soul is going to live in one or two places, either in the presence of the Lord or in torment. These people was in the presence of God Almighty because the soul of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held, your soul lives forever. Woo. 
Ren, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I don't get sidetracked. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Mm -hmm. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer. He said, how are you going to be down here a little while? Watch this here. Until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren. Ooh. I said, man, Lord, I want to be. Just take me in my sleep. Let's keep going. <laughs> Who would be killed as they were was completed. So he told their, their souls, you, you just got to chill out. It's a little while. Just, just rest. Body, soul, and spirit. But the mechanism that God is already dealing with mankind is that spirit. And God told, I'm telling you, when I was saying, God said, I'm dealing with them right now. There is a process that God is going to allow them to go through in order to get to the place where God wants them to be. But when God gets them to us, you and I must be ready. Let's go a little bit farther. And if that don't convince you, this one will. John 19 and verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine. See, now, let's keep going. <laughs> he said, it is finished. He said, I drunk it all. <laughs> let's keep going. And bowing his head. Bowing his head. Here, here, here it is. He gave up his spirit. He gave up what? Oh. It's, that, that's a small s. His life left him when that spirit went back to God. Now, remember, God is the one that gives that spirit. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. If you dare say amen. If you're looking on the big board, say amen. If you're looking on your phone, say amen. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. <laughs> so do the hokey pokey. Turn yourself around. I never liked hokey pokey anyway. We didn't hokey pokey in my neighborhood. We just pokey pokey. 1 Corinthians 2.11. Watch this here. When I read this scripture a while back, someone had got a hold of Sister Franks and, and, and talked to her and everything. And Man, this sister showed up. She came in. She had her pen and paper. She was sitting there like this. You know, I, I'm ready to learn something. She wasn't ready to learn anything. She was sitting there, 
and I read this scripture. For what man knows the things of a man except what which is in him? It's that spirit that God gave to mankind that knows the things of a man. So this is why when it said that his spirit troubled him to the place that sleep left him, it's because God was drawing him. He didn't understand that. God is drawing Mankind, I want you to understand, because when God began to bring these people in, you and I cannot take the credit. We cannot pat ourselves on the back because we have nothing to do with it. We're vessels that's available. We're instruments in the hands of God, but God is the one that's drawing them. And so when I read this part, she looked at me. It's like she said, what you talking about, Willis? So even so, no one, how many, knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. I made this statement, and man, she packed her stuff, and she was gone. When I said, if you don't have the Spirit of God, then you cannot know the things of God. Listen, oh, man, I'm finna get in trouble. I don't care what degree they have, what title they have behind their name. I don't care how big that church is. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, they cannot tell you spiritual things about God. Can't do it. So if you're watching some of these televangelists and you put it up on YouTube, you better knock that off. Jesus. I said this. I said, Lord, if you want me to say it again, you bring it to my mind. My mind is not that big, and you just brought it to me. Before the first time I went to Beware of the Times, I, I had asked Brother Wallace, and I just didn't know how to shut my mouth. I said, why do they have John Maxwell teaching our people? If I get somewhere tonight, which I won't, he's teaching pastors, leaders in the organization. He's influencing us, but we were not influencing him. How is it that someone that don't believe in repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and the oneness of God, he's a Trinitarian. And we bring him to our conference to speak to our leaders? What is he going to tell us about leadership? And I hear people that are, quote, John C. Maxwell. You, God quoted the other day, from good to great, one of our leaders. I'm thinking, I can't follow you. I wasn't going to follow him anyway, but I can't follow you. We don't go to people that's not in truth. Yes, 
to learn how to have a move of God. We don't do that. If we pray and seek God and get in the Word, free, I feel the Holy Ghost. God will talk to us. God will direct us. God will lead us. When I say if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't know the things of God, she got up in her Levi's, Levi's. She was gone. But you know what? She needed to hear it. She didn't need to hear me say something that was going to soothe her conscience, and she's not going to change. I hope she ain't in here tonight. No, she's not. So, let's go back to Daniel 2, and let's look at this verse 1 again. Man, we're making some progress. We're still on verse 1. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. Until when I looked it up, it, it means that he had a prophetic dream. And his spirit was so troubled. The word troubled there simply means that it, it emotionally, the spirit of man that knows man, it beat on him emotionally, regularly. It didn't stop because of the dream. It impelled him, which means it drove him or it urged him forward to try to find out what that dream was. It agitated him. It beat him emotionally, persistently because that dream stirred him. And here's the wisdom of God. That the spirit upon that no man began to trouble him, yet God did not let him remember anything about the dream. Just the fact that he had a dream and something wasn't right. Don't tell me God don't know how to deal with mankind. God knows how to deal with mankind. Now watch this here. The Bible said his sleep left him, and we know we're apostolic, we love sleep. I'll find out how many love sleep, which, which service you come to. Some people love sleep. They just sleep in service. <laughs> I feel something in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Verse 2, watch this here. Then the king, the king gave the command to call the magicians, uh, the astrologers, Sorcerers and the Chaldeans, which was a family of astrologers, to tell King his dreams. So they came and stood before him. Now, I want you to notice this here. As God is troubling mankind, when they're trying to figure out what's going on, they're going to naturally go to something they're familiar with. They're not going to come to God in the beginning. They're going to try to find answers, and, and again, in something they are familiar with. You know, it's funny. You used to drive down military, and there's this big old sign in somebody's front yard had a hand. I read your palm. 
And they were taking people money. Suitsayers, tarot card readers, trying to find answers. Wait a minute. So they went to something they was familiar with. So these people supposed to have some type of divine influence. Now watch this here. They came and stood before the king. And this is what's going to happen. The Lord said, I'm going to allow them to go to things they're familiar with, but yet they won't find the answer. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is part of my process of leading them. And by the time they get to you and I, God's going to allow some of us to walk in the gifts in order to read and pinpoint what's going on in their life. So, the king, we read that one, verse 2. Did we read that one too? Verse 3. And the king said to them, watch this here. I have had a dream. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost myself. And the king said to them, I have had a dream. <laughs> and my spirit is anxious. In other words, my spirit is impelling me. It's urging me. It's pushing me forward. It is driving me to know the dream. Notice he said, I got to know the dream. He ain't said anything yet about the interpretation of the dream. Got to know the dream. Now watch this here. And so the Chaldeans, they spoke to the king in Arabic. They said, hey, okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> I don't know why it just comes. Anyway, O king, they know how to just butter the king up, but the king was on it. You know, these people that God is dealing with, they don't want to hear. You're just trying to smooth them over. They want answers. They don't want the smooth words and fair speeches. These are the type of people God is staring. Because when he brings them and when God uses you to read their mail, we don't have to worry about them coming in and turn around going back out. Because they're going to know the only one that knew what they was going through had to be God Almighty. Retaliber, God's going to use you to pinpoint things in people's lives. Now, so here, they said, oh, king, live forever. Now, there are some people, they, they was familiar with the king uh, to the point they knew how he thought, and they knew how to manipulate him. It took me a while, but I, I learned to figure out some people. If they're familiar with me, they know how to word things a certain way and change what I really said. 
and don't expect me to catch it and go along with it. Everybody looking down like that. Watch this here. The Chaldeans, in verse 5, the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, no, verse 4, the Chaldeans spoke to the king in that language. O king, live forever. Now watch this here. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give you the interpretation. Wait a minute. Look how smooth they was. They knew they was at a place that they couldn't do it. The king said, tell me the dream. O king, live forever. You know, you, you're one sharp dude. All you got to do is just tell us the dream, O king, and we will give you an interpretation. King was on it. He was on it. Watch this here. <laughs> the king asked and said to the Chaldeans, he said, uh-uh, homeboy, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and fed to the dogs. Oh, that's not in there. And your house shall be made an ash heap. However, if you tell the dream, there it is, and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. When God brings these people, they are looking for answers to their soul that the world will not be able to give them because God has designed it that way. And I'm telling you, in this COVID environment, some of these leaders that's mocking God, the only answer they're going to get is when God leads them to a godly person. I'm telling you, there's going to be a bagging up on some of the things they're saying. They're going to acknowledge that there's no God like our God. How many believe that's going to happen? God is doing the work right now. Time we say, we can't reach those people. We don't know what to say to them. No, we can't, but God can. Let me say it again. We can't, but God can. God can get in their mind. God can get in their heart. God can give them a dream. This is why the Lord had told him the time. He said, look, the field's already white. Pray the Lord of the harvest. That he was sent forth labors into the field. What do you mean? If God sent you, it's not just going out there doing your own thing. God will give specific direction and instructions, and he'll put you in the right path. So we, we just not shooting arrows everywhere. Watch this here. Man, I mean, that would have scared me half to death. Cut me in pieces. Dude, I hate to get pissed. Verse 7, watch this here. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream. They said it again. 
and we will give its interpretation. The keen answer said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. King said, I'm on to it. I'm on to it. You would gain time because they changed the words. If the king agreed to that, he would have had to figure out and try to remember what the dream was. God took that away. But if he would have tried to bring the dream to his mind, they would gain time to do one or two things. Either flee for their life or they would come up with some story. That's right, to make him feel good. So watch this here. When he said this, um, what verse was I? Uh, let me get ready to go home. Okay. Uh, now I'm just picking. <laughs> verse 9. If you do not make known the dream to me, oh, my goodness. Listen to this. There is only one decree for you. Listen to these words. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. You tell me something you think I want to hear until I have forgot about the dream. And the king said, I'm not having it. I got to know what that dream is, and this is how God is dealing with mankind. I got to know what woke me up in the middle of the night. I got to know what's weighing on my mind. I got to know what's not allowing me to rest at night. God is coming back soon, and God is shaking some things. God is stirring mankind to the place that they can't get it off of them. You just don't see it yet. But if we do our part, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it today. If we will do our part, friend, when I say they're coming, they are coming. They are coming. They're coming. So he said this here. He said, therefore, tell me the dream. And I shall know that you can't give me its interpretation. He said, if you tell me the dream, and I realize that you're, point, you're right on point, then I know that you can give me interpretation. They could not get none past this dude. And little did he know God was using this to draw him. And so, Chaldees, listen. They answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. This is where God is drawing mankind to. That man will not have an answer, but the people of God will have the answer. Some of you don't believe it. 
But it's you that God's going to have the answer. It is you that God is going to use. It is you that God is prepared. Listen, you can't figure out how God's going to use you, but you must be a willing vessel and say, God, here I am. Use me in any way that you desire to use me. But God help me. But it has to be God. God don't need you to get in the way. He just needs you to yield. We'll get into that next week. So watch this here. When, when he said this here, he didn't stop there. He said, therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or child ends. He was honest. Verse 11, it is a difficult thing that the king requests. And there is no other who can tell it to the king except the God, small g, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Their gods couldn't do it because they made their gods with their hands or the God of their imagination. Our God dwells in flesh. If you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence speaking in other tongues, our God dwell in flesh. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power, dunamis power. That means strength, ability, miracle, wonder-working power. And the gifts of the Spirit can operate through you. And what their gods can't do, our gods can do through us. Come on, somebody. You can't let the Holy Ghost go dormant in your life. You got to keep the Holy Ghost stirred. The devil's messing with my phone. Verse 12, for this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companion to kill them. Next week, hang on to those scriptures. We will answer, how did they become wise men? Little did they know God was positioning them. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you don't understand some of the things you're going through. Listen, you can't ask God, give me an easy environment. Change my job. No, 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 friend. God is positioning you. Uh, I know some of you don't believe it. Through 
captivity, God positioned him because God was drawing a wicked king, but he had some people in place that he would use. Oh, man. So, so the decree came out, and they saw Daniel them. Now, here, here's the wisdom. Listen to this wisdom here. Verse 14. So they found Daniel. So the Bible said, then with counsel, with prudence, with, with caution and discretion, he was walking very wisely. Like the Lord spoke to Sister Maria Brown, walk wisely. Then with counsel, with caution and discretion and wisdom, with regard and respect and concern, Daniel answered Araka, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He asked him, a question. And the question he asked, and he said to Araka, the king's captain, why is this decree from the king so urgent? Then Araka made the decision to make it known to Daniel. So Daniel went in. Once he heard, Daniel realized that God brought him to this place for this particular time. And even though we look at some people and we say there's no way God can reach them, when God opened that door and when you realize that God can use you to give them the answer, you got to have the boldness to step out and allow God to use you. So the Bible said, so Daniel went in and asked the king, Give him time that he may tell the king the interpretation. God hadn't even told him what the interpretation was, but he had enough confidence that what the other wise man couldn't do, he could do because he served the true almighty God. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Where they can't find the answers, when God bring them here, Brother Zach, it could be in you. It could be in you. The answer could be in you. You, you, you don't hear this teaching in church. You know we're so focused on just having good service. Having good service is not changing nobody's life. Having the right songs is not changing anybody's life. But when they come in and they're carrying something and somebody walk up to them and say, hey, I don't know you, but this is what the Lord showed me. And you begin to read their mail. Friend, they're going to realize that there is a God. And if God would do that, what else would God do in their life? Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is a depth, there is a deepness that God's going to allow some of us to walk in because the world is crying for an answer. Now, I, I need to get to this point to jump off. Brother, brother, come on, brother. So he said, give me time. Then Daniel went to, oh, my God. Daniel went to his house and made some flour tortillas. 
Oh, I'm speaking out of my spirit right now. Spirit, tell me you're hungry. Then Daniel went to his house and made known a decision, made a decision known to Hananiah, Michelle, Azira, his companions. Man, listen, when we get to this part next week, they brought Jerusalem, the Israelites, into captivity. But he's only talking about four. When others had the opportunity, they wouldn't take a stand. And I'm going to talk about this next week. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. When everybody else was closing their doors to the church, when COVID hit, and they was talking about us and running us down, we didn't close the doors, Brother Tolerant. And God seen that. And you was faithful to the house of God. They had the opportunity. Let me say it again. They had the opportunity. And so for this reason, God is talking to this body, this group of people. Go ahead and strum. Because, man, everybody's standing because they're ready to go home. Uh, <laughs> verse 18. He told his companions, we'll get into this next week, that they may seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions may not perish with the rest of the wise men. Now, we're going to stop here. But, boy, we got some stuff to cover next week. Sister Master, read this last Scripture, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 through 20. I want you to hear this. Some of us don't understand what's going on in our life. We, we don't understand. I'm telling you, we talked in the office. God's going to use you. You. Gifts in you. The enemy, he'll lie cause of what happened he'll bombard our mind and tell us we'll never measure and live up to what God has called us to do the Bible said he's the father of lies and what God had preordained for you because God knows you're not going to backslide you hear me you're not going to there's gifts there that's going to be manifest. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this season. God will raise up people that you yourself wouldn't choose. That's why you're not God. Yes, sir. go back through the lineage and you've seen some mistakes that people made. Some of the greatest people that was used mistakes was made in their life. God, I'm getting off track. Mankind, we do stuff that God don't do. God of forgive and wipe the slate clean in some of them, some situations. But we as men, Somebody make a mistake, we just hold it against him. And we won't use him. Where do you get the authority to do that? 
truth be told, you look at some of these pastors, they probably got skeletons in their closet. Big bone skeletons. <laughs> My executive secretary, we'd be having this argument about this skeleton frame. We won't have it tonight because I win. Matthew chapter 10. Brother Mark. I was, was going to pick. Chapter 10, verse 16. Watch this here. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Oh, so as, as God positioned us, there'll be a time that some that God is bringing in, God's going to send back out. God has made that clear. They're coming here. They're going to learn their ministry. They're going to learn their giftings. We're going to pray for them. They, they'll be a part of First UPC. They'll be attached, but we're going to send them out. God sends out sheep in the midst of wolves. I don't know what sheep that's going to go strolling up in some wolves. <laughs> yeah, I'd be telling I'm bad. You better stand over there. So let's keep going. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So Jane, I was walking the other night, and I just thought she just wanted to be next to me and holding on to my arm. There was a rattlesnake down there. <laughs> COVID didn't have nothing on her that night. Her weakness was gone. So I think we need to bring a lot of rattlesnakes in this church. Oh. <laughs> you know they do call us snake handlers. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that spiritually. Show up next week. Somebody got a long snake in every day. When he said, hey, I know you're ready to go home. Let's go back to the next scripture right there. <laughs> Therefore, be wise as serpents. You, you know, so what is he talking about? I didn't do the research, but I'm telling you, we'll go all the way back to Genesis. He was wise in the way that he deceived Eve. Be wise as serpents. Keep going. And harmless as doves. You know, I don't know nothing about a dove. My neighbor said, man, we kill about 30 doves. Y'all want some doves? I said, he was telling me how you splice it and cook it. I said, you got to tell my wife. I got home and said, oh, no, dumb dog. I heard this, the meat is like that. It's little meat. Is it good? I tell him tomorrow. I changed my mind, man. <laughs> give, me, give me half of them and stuff. He gave us some fish that night. They're good neighbors. They catch us outside and talk to us for two hours. So now we look out the window before we go outside. <laughs> My wife goes, you go. No, no, you go. <laughs> I said, no, that was the car you go. But anyway, let's keep going. But beware of men. Ah, now because... People won't understand the gifting and the, and the jealousy. You know what the prophecy God said? He can't give these gifts to a lot of congregations. You, you, you remember that? Because right. they can't handle this. We're going to talk about some stuff next week. Beware, man. Watch this here. For they will deliver you up to councils. It's going to be God's will. Watch this here. And scourge you in their synagogues. Ah, there'll be some that somehow 
God's going to have us before people in churches. We're going to wonder how we got there. It's all the hands of God. Here's the problem with a lot of us apostolics. We want to know ahead of time. We want to be prepared. You got to do what she was preaching. You got to be living right when nobody is looking. You got to be parent in, 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 the, in the dark hour, just like you have been. You know, Sister Gianna have, did she do good when she ministered? The girl was bad to the bone. Where I come from is bone wound. And so they're going to try to make us feel bad in their synagogues. But watch this here. You will be brought before governors. Some of you don't believe that. Some of you don't believe that God's going to bring us before dignitaries and authorities. Yeah, I only want to say amen. It's Brother Tyler. His wife poked him and said, say something. How many believe God's going to bring us before dignitaries? Before governors and what else? And kings. Watch this here. For my sake. Oh! For whose sake? Listen, when God brings you before them for his sake, you're not going to be going walking in there with your swag. Matter of fact, God told me everyone that, that, that he has observed that's arrogant in the way that they carry themselves, God said the gifting is not coming to you because it's not about you. It's about the kingdom and God using you as a vessel. So some of you, if you got some pride, you better pray and get rid of that pride and say, God, whatever you need to take out of me, however you need to break me, do what you need to do so I can be used for your honor and your glory. I'm talking to one right now. You better break it. You need to break it. Because God don't like your arrogance. And that arrogance has been exposed to some people. So when you speak, nobody wants to hear you. And I didn't do it to you. We'll keep reading. Got an email from Sister Moreno. I won't say what it's about. The enemy had tried to mess with her. God was on her the other night. For some reason, she was holding back. We're going to have another talk. Because I know exactly what God is doing. You don't let the enemy do that. God is not looking for anybody to be perfect. He's not looking for your perfection. Because you perfect things when you make some mistakes. Let's keep going. Somebody's stomach is growling and saying, wow, you need to hurry up and get out of here. Okay, watch this here. As you, a, Robert, I'm sorry, go ahead. As a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. When God brings you before them, it's for his sake as a testimony. Now watch this here. You're going to say, well, I ain't got time to go study. I ain't got time to break down and all this stuff. No, you need to be doing that while God is not using you. Watch this here. 
But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. Watch this here. When God spoke to Brother Sandoval and said two men are coming, and the Lord said what to say to them, I ain't got to worry. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the President of the United States. If you come in and say, what's up? You know when they're coming, they're coming with bad intentions. But the Lord already gave me the answer. Do not worry about what you shall speak. Watch this here. For it will be given to you. Wait! Who's going to give it to you? Ah, if you're, man, I feel the Holy, you're connected, and you know the Spirit of God, and you know the voice of God, God will give it to you. Watch this here. In that hour, what you should speak. Ah, because when God give it to you, and when God minister to them, you can't pat yourself on the back and say, man, I had some wisdom. I knew what to say. I just had the right words. In other words, you throw your hands up in the air and say, God, only you can do something like that. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Only God can do something like that. Let's stand all over the sanctuary. Only God. I told someone tonight, you're one of the ones God's going to use. Sometimes I think you may think you're just standing still. You don't feel like you're making any progress. Because in your mind, sometimes you feel like if, if a certain feeling is not there, if it's not happening a certain way, I'm not making any progress. Your attitude towards God, you're making spiritual progress. And God is pleased with it. I, I, I didn't understand that when brother, it was brother Poe. Because I remember Wazzle and everybody else go out and preach except me. And some of the people that called for me to go and preach, he's sending them out. Because Sister Debbie Wilder told me. Over a while, ain't listening tonight. Those guys was going out preaching in places where, where they called for me to come and preach. Little did I know, God was just breaking me. And so I'm looking at these guys going and preaching. They get an opportunity. They was used here and everything. And, and I feel like, Sister Melly, I was just standing still. I feel like everybody was leaving me. And Brother Poe, he looked at me. He said, the Lord told me three times. I go, uh-huh. Talk to me, brother. Now I start repenting. You know when people use the God. He said, you, you think that everybody has left you. You feel like you have not grown in God. He said, matter of fact, God said over the last few months, I think it's six months or something like that, you have grown more than you ever have. And I look at those guys today, I'm pastoring. Yeah, where are they? It's like that commercial. Do you remember that commercial? It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? I remember that as a kid. I knew who it was. My dad said, if you leave this house, I'll beat you. And he meant it too. 
There were spankings around our house. Man, I feel like a different direction to preach on right now. <laughs> you feel like it, but you're not the only one. So, so here's, here's our prayer. Remember the messages that she preached. In that quiet time, in this downtime, if you're doing everything you know to do, when God puts you before people, you don't have to worry about anything. The Lord will give you the right words to say. And it will be pinpoint accurate. And life will be changed. So here's the key. We're still talking about how God's dealing with man. We're going to pick up. We're going to try to finish next week. We're going to try. It doesn't matter. At the end of the month, Brother Trina and Brother Trey is going to preach, and I'll pick it up the next week because I want to take my time praying for certain people. Do not think little of yourself, oh, my servant. Do not think little of yourself, oh, humble. For the man's servant before you does not speak needlessly or out of his own mind. Every name spoken out of his mouth was given by me. You were chosen by me because I see your character and your desire. You desire after the heart of my bishop does. The bishop that I have placed. The shepherd. He has my heart. And therefore you follow me. Oh my manservant, be prepared. For more names will come to you. I will give you clear direction on what to pray specifically over some that I am going to use. Some will be used here. Some will be used in platforms. Some will be sent out. Some will be used in secret. But I will give you direction. I know you are listening to me, and I will give it in time. And you will place your hand on everyone that I give name to. Those that I give name, I trust you. For you will listen to me and be humble. You will not take my glory. And the kingdom will expand at your words that I give. Listen and be prepared and do not be surprised when the shepherd lays his hand on you. For I have found joy in you. You will have favor and you will move according to my direction. You have favor in every atmosphere that you walk into that is of me. Every place that I send you, 
they will respect the words that come out of your mouth. The atmosphere will shift due to you. Understanding will be in the midst of you. Revelation will be brought to you. For you are mine and I have chosen you. Be ready. Be ready. For the time is soon. Intercessors, I call you. Go before what is about to happen. They need your voice preparing the way. Do not stop. The enemy has come against you, trying to silence your voice in prayer. Do not give ear. You speak when you don't feel me. You speak things in the spirit, for you are opening doors and you're unlocking nations for these people I will send. Do not stop, for I hear your whisper, if that's all you can give me now. I hear your thoughts, if all you can do is intercede on your bed. I hear you, do not stop, open those doors in the nations. I will tell you the spirits that rule in those nations. And I will use your voice in prayer to speak against them. That when I send my servants, there will be liberty. Because you spoke the word before they stepped foot in that land. And I will bring the voice of the enemy to shame. Come on, can we join in prayer for just a few moments? Whoa. Let's put our hands together all over the sanctuary. Hallelujah. What, what a powerful word, both of them intercessors. We know you do it well here, but it's in the middle of the night. It's when you're by yourself. God is calling us. I consider myself an intercessor. We need to yield to that. I'm telling you, God has called us to a place. There's not many churches that he will call to this place. Before we're dismissed out of his presence, or out of this place, but not his presence, the Lord just dealt with me about you. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And you have really changed some things. And God has seen your sacrifice.
but more than that, your desire and your hunger to be used by him. Now, I'm telling you, I'm going to pray for you, not tonight, but you'll be one of them. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy God's going to use you. And when God begins to use you, it's kind of funny. Don't tell him to stop. <laughs> because God can use us in a place. Brother Sandoval share something with me. God used him to ministry, but there was a time when God was using him. And he asked God, I can't carry this. What God's going to put on you is going to be a lot to carry. But you can. And you will. God is doing some great things. Last thing for sure. A lot of ladies was hit pretty hard with this COVID. I really believe because a lot of ladies, God is raising you up in this congregation. And the ones that God has been, they're submitted to their pastor. But I think it was, it was a sign. God hit Sister Jackson pretty hard, Sister Massey pretty hard. There were some ladies he hit pretty hard. Took a while, Sister Daughters, I heard about your cough. And just, that's because we're submitted to God, and God is raising up an element that a lot of people will overlook. I'm telling you, great things are coming. Thanks for staying here at the 10 o'clock tonight. If it's not, you can stay 30 more minutes. We'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, sir.